All right, because Teresa Crowd, I'm here today, once again, Blockhouse, Kelly, how's it going? What's conjunctions? Are we not doing conjunctions? Conjunction, junction. What's uh, your function? Because you're like, noun, noun, noun. No connecting words. No, no, no need to connect them. This is an iconic podcast and everybody knows how to fill in the blanks. We don't have time. We're trying to, to save time. In, in time, it'll just get down to nothing. Yeah. It'll just be like a grunt and then mm. we just start. Oh, well, how, what an enjoyable experience for the listener. I, I'm great. I'm just just wonderful. Excellent. Excited every morning I wake up that I'm able to breathe. Yeah. Oh, without yeah. smoke. It's just like very important. A lot of a lot has grateful. happened in this like time between these two episodes. Yeah. We went on a road trip. Uh, the entire West Coast was on fire. Yeah. We went on our road trip literally the day. The next day is when the smoke started mm-hmm. sifting into There's the city. There's a windstorm and. Yeah, so we're getting, I'm getting push notifications, but we're just like, look at beautiful nature. Can't we're in Jackson awesome. Hole. We spent two days at Yellowstone. We, you know, just, uh, so we just drove all through Yellowstone, through the Badlands, all the way to Sioux Falls, Yumi and Kendra. And yeah, it was a lovely trip. I mean, it was genuinely great. Everything was awesome. Beautiful weather, beautiful everything. And then we, you and I drive back from Denver in one day. And it's like, we woke up in Denver, beautiful, beautiful weather. And then we just descended into the smoke. Yeah, like the second we got to the Idaho-Oregon border, it was yeah. like, oh, no. Yeah, Boise was like starting to get there. Mm-hmm. And like the sun was starting to get really rad. Just worse and worse and worse. And then we drove through in like the dead of night, too. So mm-hmm. it felt like you were um, in like a zombie movie. And you walk outside and you're tasting ash. It was horrible. Even in the car with the recirculation on it was like I was having a panic attack for like two fucking hours straight because I was like I don't know if I can breathe anymore. Is this normal? Am I dying? Is this what dying feels like? What am I going to do? And then I just had a fucking total mental breakdown the next day because yeah, I was like did. I can't live like this yeah. and then I like had to go to this weird industrial part of the city to this fucking like supply warehouse to get uh, furnace filters to make my own a box a box fan with a air purifier <laughs> yeah and it was just like because like, they sold out immediately. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, everybody yeah. went nuts. I mean, we weren't here to even take part. I don't know. I guess it's kind of curious. Would you have freaked out as hard if it had just been like a slow thing? Like we just kind of like, bam, yeah. like it was like a sucker punch into the spot. But maybe it would have been easier. But you probably would have, after a day, been one of the people to get an air purifier. Yeah. I'm sure you would have went out to get totally. it like right away. I'm very much like a fixer kind of person. So yeah. if there's something that like if there's something that can be done to improve my quality of life right now, I'm gonna go ahead and just do it. But one week after really fucked us. Yeah. I mean, because and if we knew, we would have bought one in South Dakota. But like you know, you just don't think about it, right? You just hear smoke. I mean, we've had smoke before. We right. had the Eagle Creek fire in 2017, and ash like rained upon. You know, there was like discernible ash. Yeah. Like that was nightmarish because it was so close. And this one was close too. Clackamas, I mean, Detroit, I mean, that's not that far away. But like that only lasted for a minute. That what really didn't seem that long. But yeah, that well, a week. And, and like stations, like I sent you pictures. I told you about it. Was I was like, yeah, but for some reason, I like no, no. Well, you see know. the one with like the dark red. I mean, yeah. just like the colors that happened here were like national news stories, and we're just like, oh god, look at that grizzly bear, so <laughs> cute. You know, it's just like you just don't think about it. Yeah. That that's a really fun like wow, how disconnected you can get really mm-hmm. quick. Anyway, speaking of disconnection, I think the song speaks to that disconnection just a little bit. Um, did you know that this is a Bob Dylan podcast, <laughs> not a travel podcast? Tangent, tangent, yes. tangent. Uh, I've been listening to Bob Dylan for most of my life. Kelly's heard roughly the same number of songs as the unfinished vault, as the unfinished vault number beneath Cliff's Edge Hotel and the Far Harbor DLC in Fallout 4. 
And this week, we listen to 1970s Three Angels. Is it 111? Each one Dressed in green robes with wings that stick out. They've been there since Christmas morn. The wildest cat from Montana passes by in a flash. Then a lady in a bright orange dress. One U-Haul trailer, a truck with no wheels. 10th Avenue bus going west. All right, Kelly, we spent the entire week listening to Three Angels off of 1970s New Morning. This is our fifth New Morning song. This is our second this year with New Morning opening our season. Mm-hmm. Real quick before we get into it, how, how did the song treat you this week? <laughs> uh, blessedly two minutes long. I, I don't know. I like it, man. I like the the acoustic guitar, the plinkiness. It sounds just like a yeah. harp, which is very cool. Yeah. Um, and it's just like a weird beat poet thing it over is. some very strange in the choral crescendo at the end. I don't know. I like. I'm. I dig it. No, no. So do I. I it's. <laughs> I have nothing. Nothing wrong. Uh, there's nothing inherently wrong with it. Um, I think contextually it works out really well on the album. And yeah, and I love the organ. I and I love like there's, I love the melody and the stops and starts again. Mm-hmm. Like that. It just feels real. And nice. everything's very, very subtle. The, like the dynamics of the instruments are really smart and and well played, like literally and figuratively, yeah. because they really ebb and flow with the. So you can hear what Bob is saying, even if it's like nonsense. That's it still good. makes a point to to highlight it. It's it's very good. I yeah. like it. Well, we will get to if it's nonsense in a moment. But first, let me tell you about this song, Kelly. Please do. This song was recorded June fourth, nineteen seventy, in Studio B in New York City. Wow. It's never played it live. <laughs> uh, kind of done in one take or something? Uh, or? Done in three takes. Okay. So take, uh, yeah, no, I th- yeah, three takes. And uh, take three this is the one on New Morning. Um, so we haven't heard the other ones. They could be false starts for all I know. Uh, we did actually, uh, as I was kind of like going through, because usually whenever we do this podcast, I kind of just find myself uh, going through doing admin on other parts of our enterprise. And I found out that we actually picked this song uh, on Song to Woody. Back in uh, episode 32. Oh, one of my, my bad picks. Yeah. Actually, it was the correct pick, but because it was Woody Guthrie Month, it negated it all. So you picked wrong. The actual random.org picked this, and then nothing happened because it was Woody Guthrie Month, and then we listened to I Shall Be Free. Nice. Uh, so fun. <laughs> so, Kelly, what's uh, – I mean, I guess let's just get into it, the song itself. I mean, there are no other versions. Uh, we'll talk about a, you know – another band the persuasions that do a cover of this i like the song because it's exactly what i needed this week i nice. needed okay. not a whole lot of mental exertion i needed not a lot of stuff to pay attention to yes and this was perfect it's a park bench song again yeah. well, but i mean i don't know i you could you could well that's the consensus it. the consensus is definitely a park bench song and I, I i like to see that on the internet i like to see that with people saying yeah it's basically just bob looking out a window yeah and sort of poetically describing it um so yeah i think we'll kind of just go through the lyrics and sure. kind of do that um yeah for me like um just to kind of piggyback on what i was saying before like i really this song there's a lot of bob dylan songs that become better with context in the albums like songs that can stand alone but then we listen to them and it's like oh god you're you're like blonde and blonde is a great example like the themes just keep adding up we do a song and then we can just harken back to another song on that album and it's like oh shit you can really see what bob is doing over the course of this time period 
there, but there's not a lot of songs in Bob Dylan's catalog that only work in context. Like this one, I think we both agree. It sounds nice, all that kind of stuff, but it is off-putting. I think it's off-putting in the same way that If Dogs Run Free is off-putting. Like, mm. what is this? What is going on? And I think, again, it's easier for us, too, because we have New Morning. We have Went to See the Gypsy. We went. We have Time Passes Slowly, episode 92. Uh, and, and even Dog, If Dogs Run Free. Like, If Dogs Run Free is very weird. And this song is kind of weird, too. And it's like if you have even just a little bit of context, then, like, you can, I think, fully accept this song in a way that if this was the first song, like, if we had done this a long time ago, I think your reaction would probably be a little more WTF, just like If Dogs Run Free. Yeah. But If Dogs Run Free has a scatting, which is way different than the beautiful arrangements that are happening here. Those two are not one-to-one, for sure. I think If Dogs Run Free is genuinely the weirdest shit yeah. in Dylan's catalog, possibly. Uh, Clinton Halen uh, calls this song, quote, a very self-conscious performance of a plainly moralistic piece, perhaps inspired by the idea of putting songs in a play. The results speak for itself. Now, he's probably bad. The results are bad. Mm. But um, but it is interesting because he was actually working with a playwright uh, by the name of Archibald McLeish, who wrote a play called Scratch that Bob Dylan was actually going to do some of the songs for, if not all the songs for, but they ended up not working out together. But the song Father of Night, which closes, so it's a song right after that and closes out New Morning, is from that play, uh, or at least the title of it was one that he was working on with McLeish. So it, it was this part of that too? Who knows? So the play thing might not be very off. This might be something um, that would be used in a, a performance of some kind, which makes it makes more sense then. So let's talk about what's going on. So we're going to take it down just to four four different um, – I broke it down in four different ways. Uh, so step one is we learn about the angels. Three angels up on a street, each one playing a horn, dressed in green robes with wings that stick out. They've been there since Christmas morn. Everybody thinks, which I really like, that Bob Dylan is literally looking out a window and just looking at angels like Christmas decorations. Christmas decorations. Yeah, yeah. Did you think that? I, yeah, I mean, I, my two interpretations of this is that it's like literally just the house across the street with with Christmas decorations or buskers, but I don't think that there. Oh, buskers, nice. But just because it's like no one pays attention to the the beauty around them, that's the whole thing, right? Like, yes, I mean, that I think that is the whole um, the whole gist of this song, which is why the buskers fit a little bit better. But I like, I even like. He's just bored. He's bored, and he's looking out the window. He's like, oh, man, if I have to see those little lighted up angels one more time, I'm going to just... Oh, you know what? Song idea. Song idea. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I totally totally buy that. And without going into reading from uh, to, to pivot from Christmas to the Book of Revelations, not to... Uh, pivot? Uh, not to do that, but Book of Revelations, chapter 14, verses 6 through 13, reference directly the three angels. Um, so there are three angels in the Book of Revelations. Uh, this is huge for the Seventh-day Adventists, apparently. So when the angels toot on their horns, the third toot means the world has ended. Why they have so far tooted twice. So we're, we're waiting for the third. Why walkers? Why walkers? <laughs> yes. I mean, probably. I mean, that's not super off. One is a ranger returning, two is something, and then uh, yes. No, apparently one just tooted in like the 1830s and then another tooted in like 1840-something. And then like we're just waiting now 150 years for the next toot. How will we know? How will we know? In fact, how did we know the other ones? Come on. Their whole, the whole thing for them is built on 
the eminent return of Christ. Like we live our lives eminently. It will happen any second now. So for them, it's a little bit tough. So if you want to go read that uh, Revelation chapter 14, 6 through 13, but I will spare you today. Thanks. And then uh, the next part, we kind of get to like the absurdity of what he's looking around. And that's probably the most unique part about this. He might be looking at Christmas decorations, but then he starts describing a world gone crazy. Uh, the next lines are the wild, the wildest cat from Montana passes by in a flash. Then a lady in bright orange dress, one U-Haul trailer, a truck with no wheels, the 10th Avenue bus going West, the dogs and pigeons fly up and they flutter around. A man with a badge skips by three fellas crawling on their way back to work. Nobody stops to ask why. Yeah. I just think that these are, uh, he sees like a little interpretations of people walking across the, front of this house where the angels are yeah and he's probably like oh there's a u-haul i can't see the wheels <laughs> that truck ain't got no wheels hey there's a cop that, that just walked by he looks pretty jolly we're gonna write that down and then what about the three fellas walking around crawling they're this, crawling these guys look bummed to be going to work which i get oh yeah. they're kind of like they're yeah. like ugh. yeah i was thinking uh but the, the cat from montana what's that about uh, maybe Bob Dylan is really well versed in cat breeds and knows oh. whatever that stray cat was. He's like, that's the the Montana tough-eared cat. Well, there's only three native cats to Montana: the bobcat, Canada lynx, and a mountain lion. So kind of tough to to say that those would just be roaming New York City. And we got to assume it's New York City. Bob is. We don't want to again narrator versus Bob, but Bob is living in New York City at this point. I so it's on like a ranch. I I he has lots of places. Oh, okay. No, but at this point right now, he, he is back in New York City okay. uh, for <clears throat> for a short time. He's only here from 69 to about now, 70-something. So <laughs> um, I think probably just to get away and to make music and just to be in the city again, I assume. Um, you know, you lived there for so long. I'm sure you kind of want to keep a tie to it, but then he does leave soon. Um, but he's, he is there. So And I, I with 10th Avenue right there kind of tells us it's New York City. So mm. 10th Avenue is close to where he is in Greenwich Village. Uh, but yeah, so Mountain Cat is weird, truck with no wheels, of course. But 10th Avenue, going west, that's a north-south street, baby. There's no going west. What? <laughs> dogs flying up in the air with pigeons? What are we doing? Dogs are free. The most normal thing in this whole thing for me is the policeman walking by not fucking with a hallucinating white dude. Like, they just let him, yep. oh, yeah, he's fine. So that guy... And then I thought of, uh, with the crawling, I thought of, uh, remember Tuco's Cousins in Breaking Bad? The crawling? Oh, yeah, yeah, crawling yeah, yeah, yeah. to, uh, what is it, Santa Morte? Yeah. Cool. That'd be awesome. A little Breaking Bad crossover. Wow. It does also re- uh, recall a poem. This is from Michael Graves. Um, he actually has a has an entry on this song in his Bob Dylan encyclopedia, which is crazy. Uh, but he, he references a, a poet, a 20th century poet, Kenneth Patchen. Um, as sort of inspiration for something like this. He has a poem called 23rd Street Runs Into Heaven from 1939. I'm going to read it because it's very, it's kind of funny. You stand near the window as lights wink on on along the street. Somewhere a trolley taking shop girls and clerks home clatters through this before supper Sabbath. An alley cat cries to find the garbage can sealed. Newsboys begin their murder into pennies round. We are shut in, secure for a little, safe until tomorrow. You slip your dress off, roll your stockings, careful against runs. Naked now, with soft light on soft flesh, you pause. For a moment, turn and face me. Smile in a way that only women know, who have lain long with their love and are made more virginal. Our supper is plain, but we are wonderful. We are very wonderful. I'm sorry. Uh, but you can see just like the clackling and the, the sort of movement on the street. Um, it, it sort of 
harkens to that a little bit. And there's another reference later that kind of tie the two probably a little more together. Interestingly, though, I brought up he lived in New York City. He actually, uh, in 2014, uh, I think his name is Jeff Gold. He's a collector of Bob Dylan stuff. And he heard tip from somebody in New York City that they found two boxes called Old Records, labeled Old Records, from a house from the studio that Bob Dylan was renting at um, 124th West Houston Street in New York. He was living at 94 McDougal Street at the time. Inside of there were 149 acetates um, from the sessions for Nashville Skyline, Self-Portrait, and New Morning. And some of them are rare, and some of them have never been heard before. Um, So they went through the process of like digitizing them, sending them off to Bob Dylan's people just in case they don't have them, and um, selling some of the ones that he didn't really want, including the Three Angels mix. Um, And the acetate, you probably know more about it. Okay, like So in this case right here, Bob Dylan uh, recorded in Nashville, for um, Nashville Skyline and for Self-Portrait. That's where Bob Johnston was at the CBS studios in Nashville. He went back to New York. So the acetates were, um, I don't know exactly how they're made, but they're only made to be temporary. Mm-hmm. So they, they yeah, so they deteriorated after about 30 listens or so. So like the Three Angels one had about one to two listens on it. So when it was sold, um, so clearly Bob, and, and on a lot of them, Bob would write down, like if there's multiple songs, he would like reorder what he's doing or he would be like you know track one okay track two needs organ filled or something like that so they were working basically i mean the way we would just send it over the internet now he's creating these acetates live like right in the studio and then sending them to bob Mm. to fuck with so bob apparently just had a bunch of them they left them probably when he left new york and the person living there presumably just boxed it up and the person that was living there passed away, but they were probably just holding on to these forever. And uh, yeah, and Gold, uh, when he came in there, he was like, yeah, this is like two weeks away from being sold. And more than likely, the people, the developers would have found this box and they just would have chucked it out the third story window, you know, and it's like, wow, you know, this is like such a treasure trove. So I wonder if that'll come into play later on. I mean, this this happened after uh, another self-portrait bootleg series volume one, volume 10 came out. So it's kind of I wonder if if this had been discovered sooner, maybe some of these could have made it on to the uh, uh, the self portrait uh, mm. bootleg series, or they'll just do it again ten years from now, just like they have with uh, Rolling Thunder. So I thought that was fascinating. That's so weird. So there's still there's still magic in the world, Kelly, is what I'm saying. Hang on to old boxes of shit left behind by your previous tenants and landlords. Yeah. Next part of the song: the bakery truck stops outside of that fence where the angels stand high on their poles. A driver peeks out. Trying to find one face in the concrete world full of souls. Who is this bakery driver? I don't know that they're important. I think they are. I think everybody else is um, walking around with their heads up their asses. But one person sees what Bob is seeing. Mm. I think that's oh, the, he, that's he's the vibe. the only one that stops to look for the faces. Right. Gotcha. So he's looking for – and this reminds me of Dirge. There, uh, there are those who worship loneliness. I'm not one of them. In the age of fiberglass, I'm searching for a gem. So he's going to write a better song. About this sort of like alienation and loneliness. It's I called think Dirge. he's just looking for a signature for his delivery man. I don't think that it's <laughs> that deep. He's in the con- looking <laughs> yeah. in a world full of souls. It's like it's me. Excuse me, excuse me. Did someone order sixteen loaves of rice? Excuse me. Ah, oh, this concrete world full of this souls. Concrete world full of souls. <laughs> That's a great point. He's probably just looking around like a normal person would because he's driving a vehicle. Yeah, I think Bob's uh, projecting a little bit there. Probably, probably. <laughs> um, this all made me think of uh, Welcome to Night Vale. 
Oh. It's been a long time since yeah. I've listened to it, but they deny the existence of angels. And yeah. it's like, is that what we're doing here? Where yeah. like angels are clearly here. Like they all, they're all named Erica in Night Vale, but Erica's just standing there like, I'm real. And they're like, no, you're no. not. <laughs> Very funny. This is like a objectively funny. It is. That's right. I mean, it kind of is Night Valian. Night Valian. I mean, that's the only way that I would say. That's the only way that I would say as well. Another reference uh, that is again from Michael Gray in his sort of essay, if you will, on Three Angels, is that um, he looks at a passage from a writer named Jean Jean Genet, whose 1944 novel called Our Lady of Flowers. Bob probably lifts a little bit from it, or at least sort of like. Echoes it, if you will, uh, from from Our Lady of Fires, uh, quote, but neither of the two seemed to care whether divine was absent or present. They heard the morning angelus, the rattle of the milk can. Three workmen went by on bicycles along the boulevard, their lamps lit, though it was day. A policeman on his way back home passed without looking at them. I mean, you can definitely tell with the, the angels and the well, they, the three people, the policeman. Angelus. You know. Angelus. Oh. If you see Angelus, <laughs> run. Get a bazooka. Get out of there. He killed the judge with a bazooka. I know. But you could probably kill him. But he was there. He was there. He got kicked right in the nuts. <laughs> Which so. is, I mean, just bazooka, kick him in the nuts. <laughs> so if you see Angelus, kick him in the nuts. And if, pretty effective. And if you want to listen to our Buffy podcast, if the apocalypse comes to beat me. Your only source for the number two best Buffy podcast. That's right. And finally, we end the song with kind of the whole crux, kind of the the cudgel, if you will, which is probably why I don't like the song very much, is that it's not very – it just beats you over the head with the point of it, which uh, the angels play on their horns all day. The whole earth in progression seems to pass by. But does anyone hear the music they play? Does anyone try? Judgy? Judgy much? But, I mean, it's kind of like he does that a lot more in the Christian period where he will really just be a judgmental asshole. And this this very much – and he's written songs with, like, religious themes before, like When the Ship Comes In, that are excellent and don't do this shit. And also, I, I love the idea of, like, the music playing. Like, what what are they playing? Like, it's just interesting to think, like, what – if there is a god and you believe in all that, what kind of what, – what does their music sound like? Like, what do, what do angels – Sound like clearly there are horns involved. Horns involved, but God, is it like a ska? Is this like <laughs> tenth wave ska? That you know, like great. we don't even know. Yeah, <laughs> wow. Yeah, I hope it's that. Man, I think Christians would be in mass way happier people if that's that's what they heard all the time. Oh, that'd <laughs> be like some ska. Or you know what it probably is though? It's probably Jimi Hendrix's All Along the Watchtower. Maybe it's probably what they're playing. Yeah, yeah. Because Balthazar Galactica. Yes. Uh, well, that's why I was like, maybe they're buskers. I was just taking it a little too literally at the end. Maybe they're buskers. Maybe that's what he's talking about. Maybe the angels are not. Ooh. Christmas decorations, but buskers. You know, and that that sort of speaks to, uh, you know, he did do, you know, songs uh, in that sort of moral area, morality area, if you will, in John Wesley Harding, where we're looking at people down on their luck. That That works out well. I mean, he's certainly not that far away from that to sort of say... You know, these angels, these people just playing music, the buskers, right? Nobody notices them, yeah. right? Nobody's stopping to see them. Nobody's stopping to give them any And money. that's why I like that version of it better as opposed to, to just being like random Christmas decorations. Because it it does make it more compelling as to like why no one's noticing the beauty in the world. It's yeah. like, I don't give a shit about your Christmas decorations, bro. But like to, you know, 
just hear people play music well for free to the public just standing around is i don't know it's always very cool and yeah i like it's hard f- you have to be actively ignoring it to not appreciate it even for a second just in passing be like oh that's cool yeah. like that's neat and i think that that's what this is supposed to be that people are so jaded they don't even take the second to be like, mm, again well, not think, a new concept no and i think that that works because i think anything can work really because it's either it's either you see the christmas thing and you go off on a riff which is more than likely what it is it's just bob like waxing poetic about little things he sees and making them bigger than they are or it's yeah something physical like something's actually happening like not a policeman walking by and a and a fucking kitten you know up on his stoop or whatever and he's like a mountain cat from montana <laughs> but like yeah i mean it could be something you know actually happening out there and he's using things like angel to mean something else and it doesn't have to be revelation it doesn't have to yeah. be um overt christianity or it, he's genuinely like yeah hallucinating uh, you know, th- well, he wouldn't say hallucinating. This is a vision from God, if you will. The angel's coming on down. And how is no one else seeing this? Yeah. That type of thing. Well, I think angels is a shorthand for like something that should be revered or appreciated. Yeah. In that in that case. True. Talking about, like a busker specifically, like somebody producing art for really no gain just yeah. because they like doing it and whatever. It's like that should be important. Yeah, totally. That should be important. Like angels should be important. <laughs> Erica. <laughs> And and to close, yeah, I mean, my, my last thought is back to Kenneth Patchen. Like it, a lot of writers do that. I've, I certainly do that when I write too. It's like you just think of a thing, and then you really just try to like get poetic and extrapolate from there. Sure. And there's a poem called "The Rights of Darkness," where, um, as far as I can tell, it's just people sledding down a hill. It's just a snowy scape, kind of like this one. I imagine snow in this song because it's Christmas time. Um, but it's just people sledding, and then all of a sudden. We just kind of break away from like, oh, people having fun sledding. And then he's like, quote, but no one sees the giant horse that climbs the steps which stretch forth between the calling lights in that hill straight up to the throne of God. He is taller than the highest tree and his, his flanks steam under the cold moon. The beat of his heart shakes the sky and his reaching muzzle snuffles at the most ancient star. And then later on, he goes on to, to basically think about good and evil while he's watching these kids play. And he's like, we can't believe in anything because nothing is pure enough, because nothing will ever happen to make us good in our own sight, because nothing is evil enough. And then the kids were done playing. We went home. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole history of that shit. I mean, it's just seeing something and thinking of something and just like, why was I thinking these thoughts? And it's so incongruous that I'm thinking of it while kids are snow. sledding down a hill you know and i think this too that bob is thinking about like how we don't stop and smell the roses and he just so happens to be looking at christmas decorations right and then it's like this whole thing kind of gets created and and that's the beauty of poems and and putting it all together so i definitely get the patch and stuff a lot more than anything else and yeah i'm glad i sort of like read those poems they're very interesting i like the line the whole earth in progression seems. What does it say? The whole earth in progression seems to pass by. Pretty. It has a nice euphony to it. Yes, finally you say a line that you like. Yeah. Yeah. We're making. We're turning. <laughs> the angels play on their horns all day. The whole earth in progression seems to pass by. But does anyone hear the music they play? Does anyone even try? So, Kelly, you're going to obviously say this song is the best Bob Dylan song and it works perfectly in 2020. That's right. Does it work in 2020? Uh, There's something about it that makes it 
something musically about it that makes it feel aged. Although I do enjoy, um, there's a, a minor chord change at the very end where it's like, does anyone even try? It goes, ooh. And it, if, if it kept going, this could have a totally different tone for the song. Where as opposed to the narrator being like, man, I wish people paid attention more, Stats right. Miller is whatever, versus fuck them, everything's awful. Because <laughs> uh, it turns around because the final note is triumphant. Yeah, yeah. Like, sure. ah. yeah. And it's just like, that's a very cool musical moment. But something about the tone of it, I don't know if just because that organ is so like synthy 70s yeah. or or what, because the acoustic guitar, again, acoustic sounds are going to be timeless. Um, and the bass, the, the drums are so understated. Nothing, nothing is overly produced or electronic sounding other than that organ being so identifiable for the time. Yeah. So if you're talking about just this song versus an interpretation of the song or the content of the song working today, I would say it doesn't work today because of the sound. Fair enough. Um, but the idea of, uh, putting poems to, to yeah, music yeah. just for the sake of having a cool background obviously that still works today what's her name kate tempest is it oh yeah yeah is that her name yeah that's her name yeah good for me um fucking amazing right like she's just a slam poet basically with cool beats in the back and that's where it kind of like yeah because then you have slam poet or a rapper like she's rapping you know but and this is less rapping this is more just like a solemn man talking Mm -hmm. i mean that that to me is what dates it for sure it's like it's beautiful music to it there's clearly a little bit of rhyming and stuff going on but it is really just bob talking <laughs> like we, we joke about him all of his stuff is just basically talk singing yeah which is true. this isn't even singing this is just straight yeah. talk yes we've lost the pretense of we lost it exactly <laughs> and you know we've had you know last thoughts on woody guthrie where it's just him no music just giving a poem and that's i mean that's that poem is obviously way more epic than this and yeah i guess you could just get on here and just recite a poem but that would not be that that good but it is like it is weird. I think it doesn't work. Yeah. It doesn't work without context because this is something that can be on an album today by a band or whatever, but it would never be a single. It would never be. It's so hard to like, oh, I can't wait to listen to that song where the, that guy just talks at me for two minutes. But like within context, it's great. So I, I stand by that yeah. where this is really great. New Morning is a weird record. It's a great little weird ugh, and at the end, and you can either be very down about it, which I'm sure a lot of people are, or you can be like, hey, this is kind of – what a weird thing I just listened to, which is kind of cool. But I never listened to this song. This is never something that I'm like, can't wait. In fact, I called it Three Kings the entire week. And every time I try to search for an unnotion or you know, as I'm doing my notes, I'm typing in <laughs> Three Kings. Three Kings is the poem that he did, which is the liner notes for John Wesley Harding. This, this song basically, what I'm saying, means nothing to me. Kelly, did you know that we're a real podcast? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We exist in the world. I did a mea culpa on Twitter the other day. Oh, did you? I did, where I was like, hey, I wasn't kidding about intermittent, baby. Okay. We haven't updated since uh, since the first time we hung out with John and Kendra this this summer. Did, um, not sweethearted like you, but um, a series of dreams, never forget. A series of dreams. And uh, yeah, I updated since then. But we did f- four episodes. Uh, so if you want to follow intermittently, and I mean intermittently, <laughs> We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, sign in the window. If you want to help out even more, $1 gets you into our Patreon. Yeah. Give us a dollar, please. Give us a dollar, please. And there's going to be lots of fun stuff coming. Hopefully. Intermittently. Yeah, Yeah, intermittently. Intermittently. We also make a playlist on Spotify. You can find that playlist by going to see that my playlist is kept clean. Search it, Spotify. You know, 
Or you can go to our website, sotwpod.com, go to the show notes for this, and you can find the playlist. It'll just be there. You can just listen to it right there. Or you can search for it by the name Three Angels. Don't look up Three Kings. It will not bring up anything. Three Angels and then put SOTW at the end or put the number of the episode 118. You'll find it. The playlist this week was interesting. It was good. It was short. I contributed nigh nothing, but I very much enjoyed it. It felt thematic. Like, it, it we do, we, we basic, all our picks are pretty arbitrary. Yeah. Unless there's something that we really want to be on there. Like, the one contribution I made, I was like, oh, three. This is an excuse to put three Libras on our playlist. Um, but it, it had a tone. Like, the whole thing had a, a cohesive tone, I felt like. And I was like, cool. Cool job. Thanks. I, I enjoyed doing the slow stuff at first, like the build up, and then just like here's a bunch of pop punk at the end. Well, you're that always nice. really good at, at sequencing, and I like that's great because no matter what the songs are, the sequence can make it flow a yeah, lot better. I think so. But to have it all of like it all tonally felt the same, which was really cool. interesting. I think maybe because we didn't really have any rap on it or something. Oh, that's a good point. Um, but yeah, yeah it, it felt. Like, this could be an album of the most abstract band ever. Well, you could, well, no, I think you could have, like, a really slow side A, and then side B is, like, all your fucking, like, jammier, faster songs. I mean, it did – it really was, like, all sorts of, like, slow, ambient stuff and then punk. Yeah. I mean, a punk of some right. sort. A punk uh, of some sort. Uh, yeah, I mean, because, I mean, I don't think Wire and Red City Radio are one-to-one. And the Minutemen song we had was just cars revving up. <laughs> um, so, which was kind of fun, too. A lot of that. Anyways, uh, welcome back to the playlist for the fourth time. Charles Mingus, uh, Self-Portrait in Three Colors. Scott Walker, track three. Def- definitely a different side of Scott Walker than we've heard. His voice, okay. He, this is later. This is like 83, 84. So this is very Randy 70s. newman it for me. It got a little too ridiculous. I, kinda, I went full circle on it. Yeah, yeah. you came around. I did. Because I, I really like him. And I'm like, what you're doing, I just don't think I'm getting right now. And I'm just going to keep It felt going. very high art, but then the voice, like, ugh, every time I was like, this has some credibility and cloudy every time. We, ugh, no. Yeah, and that's our third time. So, I mean, Scott Walker, still, you still have to listen. To I know, him. I do. Perfect Circle, three Libras, third time for them. The Cure, fourth time for them. Three. Weird, awesome track. I don't know if I've ever heard that one. No, I definitely haven't. Amazing. Yeah. Like, I mean, right before I saw them in Budapest. Yeah. Yeah. Budapest. Um, I listened to their whole discography and I don't remember this at all. Very cool. I like I was not looking at the playlist while I was listening to it. Like I wasn't looking at the Spotify. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I was like, what the fuck What's happening? is this? Yeah. I mean, they all kind of blended together, which was nice, too. They, I, I, yeah, it was a, it was a nice flow, I got to say. Uh, Palace Music for the second time. We all, us three, will ride. Um, they were on like a playlist before this year. And Those really acoustic key. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Slater Kenny for the fifth time. A great song. I mean, quarter to three, perfect. Rubik Fish for the third time, song number three. That, that's kind of where it all shifts at that mm-hmm. point. Uh, White Stripes, the big three killed my baby, fourth time for them. Mannequin Pussy, second time for them. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meat Slave, three, which is also a very short nonsense song. Wire, because it's now we're just going to have all of Wire every every time now. Uh, three Girl Rumba, 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 Rumba. Minutemen, Three Car Jam, as I said, just cars revving. We need more Minutemen on here. And Red City Radio for the fifth time. Two out of three ain't rad. Probably my favorite Red City Radio song. Welcome to the playlist for the very first time. Silver Mount Zion. Sit in the middle of Three Galloping Dogs. They're great. That was a really cool song. They're an offshoot of uh, Godspeed, You Black Emperor. Okay. And um, yeah, for me, them, Godspeed, and uh, a band called Old Man Gloom 
were kind of the my first foray into this band because Old Man Gloom had members of Converge in it. It was like everybody in Boston who was in like the hardest fucking bands were also doing this kind of post rock before I even know knew what that kind of stuff was. Yeah, th- this one obviously is way more orchestra. Their name Silver Mount Zion they've changed it a hundred times like just because oh, really? they don't care and and that's kind of cool in and of itself. But yeah, I think they're actually the Silver Mount Zion Orchestra, so they're way more just orchestra. Related. Yeah, I popped into their stuff a little bit. I was like, oh, yeah. this is like kind of disparate in their genre, like because it's very out there. Sometimes it's more aggressive. Sometimes yeah. it's like this, which is very mellow. And I, I don't know, I like, I like Yeah, them. I like them too because their tendrils are in hardcore. Like all of these people are hardcore kids that just happen to be really good at playing cello. And I love that sort of energy where you can do something like that kind of high art, mm-hmm. if you will. Um, as we see it, well, but also have force like an instrument that. out of a pigeonhole genre is very cool. Yeah, or to just play it like you're a punk That's motherfucker. What I'm saying. Like, like it's, it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Because you hear a string instrument and you're like, oh, that classical music, or it just like evokes this specific type of thing it's supposed to be in. But like, give put that instrument in the hands of somebody who doesn't play the cello but knows how to play the guitar good, and they do fun shit with it. Amen. And so they're great. I highly recommend. For the first time, crazily, Patty Smith, We Three. First time. That's not true. It is true. That's not true. It's true. Uh, Bruce Langhorn, Three Teeth from the Hired Hand um, movie. He he scored the entire movie, that kind of like uh, Pat Garrett. In, in yes, the and or like Pat Garrett and Billy the Kid, Bob Dylan doing that. And and Bruce Langhorn obviously is the guitarist for bringing it all back home. So he's all over. Uh, and he is Mr. Tambourine Man. He's the inspiration for Mr. Tambourine Man because he walked around with his tambourine. Well, we'll talk about that when we get Mr. Tambourine Man which will be a very long episode. Phoenix TX, Threesome. Love Phoenix TX. Love Threesome. Ugh. I forgot they were a band. Yeah, you even know who they are. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, they're... like, in my head, them and MXPX and, like, yeah. all these, like, they're very of... Uh-huh. of oh, this of 2002, yes. yes. Yes, for sure. But they're not a Christian band, too, right? MXPX is. Not, like, overtly, but, yeah, yeah they are. They are Christians. Um and then, and finally, the the end of the official playlist verse: "Story of a Free Man, Chapter Three, Serenity," off of Aggression, which is like awesome. I love that record so much. Uh, verse is awesome. And then uh, tacked on is two other songs that kind of relate to this: the Persuasions do a do a straight cover of Three Angels acapella. Is it acapella? Yep. No shit. Um, but it's straight. Nothing changes. But it's cool. It's cool. I like it's, the acapella. It's fine. It's neat. I mean, anytime people can really create a big soundscape just using their voices is very neat yeah the only reason they're on here is because they're the only ones that have done the song where the angel stands high on the poles the driver peeks out trying to find one face in this concrete world full of souls the angels play on their horns all day the whole And then Wink Martindale, Deck of Cards. So this was brought up by Michael Gray as like a talking about, quote, false religiosity. And again, sort of the talkingness, I think, also lends to it. And I think that's the only sort of connection. But I had never heard this song. It's horrible. But apparently it's a thing. And it's a thing that goes back to the 1700s. Like this is not just – with this song? The song, like oh. the, the format, if you will, of like – because people have been gambling forever. Mm. And like the idea that these things um, represent something. Oh, so that that's mm. a known thing? Like these cards? Uh, no, no. It's be... not – that's a bullshit. Everything that they said was 
bullshit. I yeah, mean, but like that's been ref- like those specific like the mm-hmm. ace means God, and that. Could, I think it's. I think there are variations on it. That's okay. the thing. So I don't think that the version that we just heard is in some person seventeen. 1762 mm. journal per se but the idea of them being caught and then trying to be like oh no no th- i'm learning from this uh, i'm learning from this okay. but i think it's less than just the idea of it it's more like no 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 see the one represents this and mm. two and then the god is the king of kings right i think that that's kind of like a little bit of what they're doing here but then this one's very world war ii obviously because right. that's like directly where it's said and then uh, it was remade for vietnam and all that kind of stuff too for later on um, so it's definitely a a song that exists. I I've never it. heard it in my life. Never heard it. Hate it. Absolutely hate it. But so that to me is like if this song went on for five minutes like that one did, this it would be I think it'd be pretty grating. Although it's Bob Dylan, so I would just say it's genius and he's perfect. I mean but he made a song that was seventeen minutes long and you loved every second of it. So. Every second. <laughs> Anyways, that's our playlist. Go listen to it if you dare. What a challenge. <laughs> Kelly, we're also people in the world. 2020. This week, which is the, the beginning of October, end of September, beginning of October, as we record this. What were you doing? What What do you recommend for the people out there that maybe get you through shit? Oh, man. I forget everything as I do it. I feel like I could be in the middle of watching something and I've already forgotten what I'm doing where I am. It's called a journal. Write it down. No, never. Never, ever. Wow. Um, with the ex- aside from my classic recycling of NBC sitcoms from the mid two thousands, just finished The Office, watching Community again, almost done with Community. So I've moved on from re-listening to my favorite podcast, Them Gay Politics, their Patreon podcast. You've moved on. Well, meaning that like I put, I can't re-listen to it. I just did it. I just re-listened to it. The whole two hundred whatever episodes. I I back to back. I recommend you not re-listen to it for a long time yeah so I move gotta, on I you need to move on a yeah. break so instead i'm just like listening to tv shows i've watched a million times oh, as i work instead of oh, listening to podcasts i listen to a million times as i work you see so aside from that uh we watched midsummer while we were gone oh god i forgot about that. <laughs> yeah that's true and uh wicker man yes yes which i have seen some parts well of i'm course. i'm on the nicholas cage good or bad episode uh, community I oh like, nice okay how perfect perfect um, yeah, Wicker Man's terrible, but watch, terribly but you should watch funny it. Yeah, yeah. You got to watch it with friends. Yeah, that like sure. and get real drunk to lay past the shit out of it as you're watching. Ooh, it. Um, and then Midsummer is definitely high art. It's like Aronofsky meets Eli Roth a little bit. I mean, Aronofsky gets there, especially with Black Swan. It's like Black Swan. If you if it you is enjoyed like Black, Black Swan. Swan, there are moments that really freak you out. Yeah, it gets gory and like upsetting, but it's mostly just high art and tension, like tension, tension, tension the whole time. Which Black Swan is very and Black Swan, everyone's wearing those beautiful costumes and here you've got just like the flower flower queen or whatever yeah. and she's like amazing really cool images amazing very cool directing um but certainly uncomfortable it makes you feel weird after you're done watching it oh, yeah. for sure that um, was bizarre deftones came out with a new album ohms only right. listened to it a little bit but it's good uh i i like the spell of mathematics is probably my favorite track but nice, okay. um but it's good i mean it's certainly exactly what you want i would say it's right down the middle yeah. as far as Everything they've been producing, there's nothing outside of the norm. I like the last one where they get a little thrashy. Yeah. It's awesome. But uh, good. There's mm-hmm. a podcast out there that talks about the Deftones. I think there's only like one episode or something. There's only like one. They like had no staying power. No. Um, Tough. But yeah, definitely grateful to to breathe 
is mostly what I've been vibing on. Oh, yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, keep breathing, everybody. I mean, it's not just for the smoke, but also for the coronavirus. Just keep breathing. Oh, man. Yeah. Stay alive, as Laura Jane Grace would say. Stay alive. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the smoke might be rolling back in a little bit, too. So That's not great. Um, and then I would recommend Yellowstone. National Park. Wow. Uh, in the Badlands National Park. Nice. <laughs> national Park's great. Yeah, yeah. You can't go wrong with a national never park. never done it. You should do it because I had never done it. And wow, both both are just incredible. Yeah. And we only saw a small section of Yellowstone. Yeah, we saw just small. And we we did a, a nice loop. Like, I think that's, we did the tradition. That's the tradition uh, yeah. thing. And we did a couple of fun things. It's like the Iceland Ring Road. Like Iceland's way bigger than the Ring Road. That's the one you go. Yeah. It's like the Rim, Rim Drive. I mean, even at Crater Lake. Like you mm-hmm. can just do Rim right, Drive right. like we did. But, yeah, you could spend a whole day just off on a different section mm-hmm. of the rim. So, yeah. yeah, national parks are great. You really, if you haven't been to one, I don't know what to say. Go to them. Go to them now. And if you're not in America, you're, you you can't come to America. So I mean, I'm sorry. We can't go anywhere. Can't go anywhere. People can't come in as far as I know. Yeah. So, like, yeah, everything's just locked. So, if you're an American, the time is now to yeah, visit a down. national park. True that. That's all you can fucking do. And you can stay away from people while you do it. So. How, how how have you been? What are, what are you uh, recommending, Daniel? What what did you do? I'll piggyback on the Deftones. That was good. I listened to it a couple times this times this week. In the time that we've been off, a couple albums came out. Uh, Bright Eyes down in the weeds where the world once was. Oh well, Bright Eyes. Bright Eyes, long time. Two thousand and nine. I want to no twenty eleven was their last record, uh, which I enjoyed. And Bright Eyes is great. And Connor obviously has been super busy. Uh, Coulter Wall. We listened to it on our trip. But Western Swing and Waltzes and other punchy songs is is fantastic. Um, in Bob Dylan news, there was a new theme time radio hour uh, oh, right. with yeah, whiskey. And we'll talk about those hopefully in the future in some other world where we can listen to them and, and do all that shit. But it was fucking great. And Bob Dylan is hilarious. His, his voice sounds so good. He sounds so great. I love it. And the songs were awesome. Some of them were recycled from uh, his alcohol episode and his Tennessee episode with like Tennessee whiskey and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but he was like, I just can't do an episode without playing this song. Uh, Laura Jane Grace, surprise, new record. Instead of an Against Me one that they, they were going to record, she put out uh, Stay Alive. Really good. Just, uh, 29 minutes long, perfect length. Nice. Uh, two longer records that I definitely want to hype up for sure because um, they will definitely be on the list of the best records. Uh, Fleet Foxes, I always forget that they exist. And they always blow me away. And then I usually they go away. But sure, that came out on the autumnal equinox on Tuesday, the whatever day that was, just September 29th or something. Uh, it's fucking amazing. Uh, so good. There's like a whole um, hour long, you know, the whole length of the record with like just a movie that goes along with it. And uh, it's absolutely amazing. do have to throw some love on my my dude Sufjan Stevens. Uh, the Ascension is excellent. I won't say it's my favorite record of his, um, but it's definitely like Age of Odds. It's a lot of, I mean, for me, I'll say beeps and bloops, you know, it's a lot of, 
the whole record is that it's just him and a drum machine making stuff at times you know just listening to the night i don't know anything about industrial music but there are moments in this that get like that like which is really interesting to me um but the album is fucking great the ascension the song is maybe the best song maybe the second best song of the year after murder most fell but now it strikes me far too late again that i was asking far too Okay, that's the end of Three Angels, our fifth song from New Morning in the books. How many tracks are on that album? Twelve. Oh, okay. You know, a normal, it's a normal album size. I'm going to delete Three Angels from our spreadsheet so we don't have to accidentally do this oh again. Oh my God, I forgot we pick songs. We do. All right, Kelly, I'm going to kind of riff for a minute. So think of a I'm number. I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot to make my booklet this week. Um, and so every, you, you do what you're doing. I'm, oh, not I'm talking done. to you. I'm talking to our listeners. Oh, no, I'm done, but I'm going <laughs> to. Forgot to make our booklet. Mm. And for the amount of office supplies that we've pilfered mm. from our office, we have not stolen any paper. No. Printer paper. Not even Why would you? We don't have a printer. A just because I don't know. Sometimes you need it. As case in point, this I could not make my booklet because I had no paper. So I had to uh, destroy a worksheet I made for my major scale. Oh, degrees. that's what all those are for. Yeah. Okay, I see. I thought you like drew those on. I was like, that's commitment. No, 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 no. Three notes per string. How apt for three angels. Oh my fucking god. I know. I that's know. great. That's awesome. That was me vamping. But well, yeah, you. I I was gonna vamp so that you could think of a number. Yeah. Because that takes you a long time. The number seven. I pick seven. All right. Did so you want more preamble? Seven. One seven. out of three seventy-five. Pick Kelly seven. picks. We heard. We heard. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, seven. Seven would have been your nightmare. A twelve-minute song called "Sad-Eyed Lady of the Lowlands," which but would have been one of the great ones. That's that's a good one. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. Um, it's the, the well, you'll like it because it's the first part of Sarah, if you will. Right, yes. So we'll Writing definitely talk about the lowlands for you. Yes. So we'll definitely talk about Sarah in that when we get it. But yeah, it closes out um, Rainy Day Women, which would be funny because we would have gotten, or sorry, Rainy Day Women. That's not the name of the record, Blonde on Blonde. But we did get Rainy Day Women. Right. So it'd be interesting to, in the same season, have the bookend but we of the record. But we will not, ha- I mean, next week, you never know, could be number seven. Or I guess this will move up. Well, move up or down. Who knows? We move go. down, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it would only move somewhere if one through six went somewhere. Right, yes. All right, anyways. One out of 375 is 139. Da. Okay. We're going to go back to Bob Dylan, to his first record, 1962. The one that you don't recognize that no one recognizes as his first? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's just uh, covers. So right. you're no good. We're going to do you're no good. From 1962's Bob Dylan. Is that, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good, maybe you're no good. If, if I've got to bet money on it. It's not bad. 
It's not that. That song doesn't come out until like the 70s, so. Uh, yeah, you're no good. Oh, Linda Ronstadt did a cover. That's the one. Oh, no shit. Yes. Next week, we will be returning to 1962, You're No Good, episode 119. And then we'll close it out. We're going to just do 120 episodes this year. So next week, we'll pick our finale as well. So this will be the penultimate episode to our season. Wow. I know. And wow. Then, and then we'll come back for Christmas and do all that kind of stuff. And we'll have some news in the next couple of days. Oh, so not the end. We still have to do Christmas. I mean, cr- every year. Goddamn Christmas. <laughs> if only we abolished Christianity back in Roman times, we oh, wouldn't have to do this thing. Son of- so we'll be back for Christmas for sure. But we'll be back before Christmas for you're no good. How'd you like to spend Christmas on Christmas? I- that one's not on the, the album, is it? Aloha, a aloha. Oh, it is on there. Yeah. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Are you dreaming of Christmas? It's <laughs> <laughs> probably my or metal version. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that's the Bob Dylan. <laughs> I mean, I love Christmas Island by Bob. Like, right, that's what's called, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, low high. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought it. Yeah, okay, a hundred percent. Definitely the best song on on that. So we will be once again going through that. Although this year we'll do actually three episodes instead of just the one like two and a half hour extravaganza with everything like Wait, we did last year. Three Christmas. Well, no, we're gonna yes, we're gonna do three in a row, oh, no. three days in a row, and oh, just no. see what we the can. Three days of Christmas. No, we're gonna do that and then our rankings and oh sure, sure. So, yeah, that same stuff, all the end of the year stuff, end of the year stuff. So we'll be back at the end of the year, Kelly. It's been fun hanging out with three angels, and now the angels are gone. Nobody heard them. I didn't hear them play, so now they're gone. Oh, isn't that like Shit. fairies, like Tinkerbell? You have to believe. I believe. Do Otherwise you? she disappears. I don't, I don't believe Or her magic doesn't work. Isn't that how it is? That is how it is. Oh, yeah. You got to believe. You got to believe. Do you have to clap, too? Is there clapping? I don't know. Clapping probably helps. Yeah. But we're not going to clap for the three angels. So see you at Revelation. Bye. <laughs> Baby's born into apocalypse. Ain't got no vision, got no taste for death. You can't trust a man with hair like that. Too much deception, no subconscious. We got no pity, got no purpose. Ain't got no future, what's the point in it? God is good.